everyone, and welcome to uh, another episode of the Excalibros. Hello. <laughs> Such a delayed. <laughs> First thing there, I thought you dropped out of the call. I was like, all right, Dan, Dan didn't really want to participate in today's episode. I was looking at the um, Excalibur uh, from cover, and I was reading the, the ridiculous box of O words um, <laughs> that it has. <laughs> it, it sort of like shifted my mind somewhere. That once again, that book is just full of dialogue. Again, uh, not that the story <laughs> is great without the or the art is great without it, but that that book is just all dialogue. It's like a prose novel. <laughs> true. Yeah, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, we're back. It's been been a while. Hope everyone had a, a happy holiday. Um, how how was your holiday, Dan? Well, um. You literally caught me as I was drinking. It's like I'm purposely doing things to out, like, freak for the time out. Do you are? Um, <laughs> it was actually really nice. It was, um, I, I purposely made it just me and Ian for uh, most of the holidays. So it was actually, like, delightful. No, fa- no family ruining anything. So that's how. Oh, good. How nice. That sounds really miserable, no family ruining anything, but you don't. No, know I totally happens. understand that. Completely understand. <laughs> you have no idea. Um, <laughs> It was it was delightful. We watched um on the day itself we watched uh Muppets, Muppets Christmas Carol and Gremlins. It's a it's a definite one one two punch. Nice, so, uh, yeah. Happy happy Christmas. I love Muppets <laughs> Christmas Carol. I love that so much. Yeah. It's a great one as well. We watched that the night before. Yeah. But yes, and New Year's we did the the usual thing of just like because we live near like a um sort of a dock with lots of um boats and stuff and they usually do the fireworks over it so we went there and watched the city sort of just i would say explode but that's the wrong terminology light up with fireworks um which was nice nice it was peaceful and nice how about yours Uh, i saw family and uh actually it wasn't so bad um it was probably as best as it could have been with family so sorry for that (laughs) yeah uh, but let's uh, let's go ahead and jump in here. We're going to start off with Excalibur number 36. Uh, Dan, okay. why don't you uh, run us through this comic book? Right, so Excalibur 36, which is the X and O's and all of that prose work. Um, we've got, um, they don't even bother giving us first names these days. Uh, Lobdell, Ross, Milgram, Oliver, uh, Il- Iliopoulos, and Kavanaugh and DeFalco. That's it. Don't know what they're doing. Well, it's obvious what some of them are doing, but uh-huh. um, they're not bothered. Um, and on the front cover, we have our Excaliburs um, standing above some supervillains and a ridiculous text box with lots of O's and Phoenix going, yeah, right. And the cover is weird. And Megan's position is weird. And I don't know if it's supposed to be aping the whole, like, John Carter from Mars vibe, but I just... I am. I don't care. I'm not a fan. Not a fan of this cover at all. Yeah, uh, we're still just in that like waiting for good creatives to get back on his book uh, uh, drought. Um, so yeah, uh, I was just like, oh, we got the Prowler in this book. All right, that's something at least. Uh, <laughs> Silver Sable. Okay, I haven't seen her in like forever. Uh, and then I was like, oh, I've, this is too much. Uh, yeah, this cover is kind of boring. Yeah. Um, the book doesn't fare too, too better either. Um, so we start with this, like the whole book's about um, 
like there's a weird theme which is so unbelievably over like smashed over your head straight away about like people aren't who you think they are because we apparently we think brian is some sort of like barrel-chested steel-jawed superhero uh-huh but apparently we already knew this even because the book has already told us a hundred times um he's got like a, a degree in like is it nuclear physics or something um it's a real university usually they use real places uh in this book because um instead of saying Dartmoor, they keep saying dark more right why, why not you know why not um so yeah he used to be a resident in a place that doesn't exist but he did actually go to a uni that does exist um and he had, he had some best mates and they're trying to like figure out nuclear energy and then jump to the the, the present and um apparently a few americans are going to uh, point out that apparently england isn't very good uh civil disobedience in a horrible attempt at sort of trying to address the minor strikes in the 80s yes yeah Um, so we have like a civil disobedience of no nukes as a kid that uh was the son of someone who worked on a nuclear submarine and would uh drive into barracks which was surrounded by people chanting no nukes um it it brought back a few memories um that's for Uh, sure Um, but uh yeah the, the whole aspect and like um kitty doing the lecturing of like aren't you allowed to are that people allowed to assemble yeah and such forth i found it very cute hilarious especially um in today's times yeah um, especially with our government trying to push through a law that stops you from protesting at all anyway um so that was happening and then they go inside only to be attacked by um or just like sort of not really attacked. Some people were coming to steal some some uh, technology back, which was obviously uh, the Silver Sable uh, Paladin uh, <laughs> rocket racer, who I forgot existed. Right. I'm now delighted that I know he certainly exists. Um, Sandman, which I don't know which Sandman that is, but it's the one that went on the Avengers. And uh, hidden in hidden in plain sight is the Prowler. I um, love that um, rocket racer looks like some 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 dude from an 80s cart saturday morning cartoon uh that had a toy line but like only had one season <laughs> like like i'm not saying that he he looks like a specific character but he looks like he's from a cartoon that was on and canceled after like 20 episodes and like one of your friend had the toys but you don't really remember what the show was like that's what he looks like he that he embodies that entire spirit to be fair yeah so um, they all go at it. The Sandman, the only one strong enough to fight Captain Brynn, probably. Uh, mm. Does you know fights Captain Brynn. Silver Sable uh, attacks Megan, who can't save herself uh, straight away. So Phoenix has to step in, who is then shot in the, by some stun gun by Paladin, who then kisses her to keep her distracted. The Nightcrawler. Yeah, <laughs> that was race. really. Was that really like? rough to read now like yeah. oh i knocked her out i better just kiss her to make her to, to keep her occupied like that was <laughs> it's wrong it's 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 bad lobdell is a bad person um, <laughs> and then nightcrawler defeats rocket racer by just letting go of him and apparently uh-huh. rocket racer has no control <laughs> over his rockets <laughs> which is weird and then um the word mnemonic yeah pneumatics is going to be used a few times uh because the prowler joins the joins the fight then um silver saber is attacked by megan pretend using like a shape-shifting like sandman and then kitty and the prowler um fall into a wall which then reveals the big dark secret 
everyone comes together as usual shenanigans. The old the old doctor um, that Brian used to know uh, is sort of making next gen humans, then rips off his skin to reveal Armand Zola, which was actually kind of a twist, to be fair. Yes, uh, and it's not even the real Arnim Zola. It's like a, a copy, like a, a screwed up copy of him that isn't quite running right. Yeah, it's like a broken Arnim Zola. And then um, out of this machine comes some sort of weird thing that look I thought was from the TechNet, but right. isn't. Um, and they all fight it and win. That's basically it. And then the broken Arnim Zola, who believes he's also the Doctor, like, dies because Megan goes inside him and then explodes um, basically and then yeah. that's the end and then it's like oh well people aren't who they are and then there's like a threat at the end of the book saying the tech net are coming because it feels more like a threat than like a nice teaser right and that was the issue um, to be absolutely honest artistically it's very much of its time and it kind of plays oh, out yeah. like um, your average sort of superhero book and oh yeah, I for sure. Kind of, I kind of appreciated that. I, I I like the the classic Sandman, like the way he uses his hands and the bit where Brian smashes him open and he covers the panels with like that weird dark hand stuff. And I kind of like enjoyed the fight a little bit because it felt very much like yeah, the really sort of um, we talk about eighties cartoons, the sort of stiff eighties action. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thing. It felt like someone throwing toys together. In like more of a good sort of wholesome way than yes 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 it did it was completely the 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 point of the book's completely like irrelevant and Brian's still a dick <laughs> and yeah <laughs> like True. like his you know his um his scientist friend turned Armand Zola knockoff uh which is the, just the thing that happened mm-hmm. yeah it was ineffective in ineffective in a inoffensive sorry. Yeah, no, it was. It was just like, here's a regular. Heroes, heroes show up, and it's not what it is. And there's, there's a, they're fighting these people, but then they team up to fight the real enemy, and they win. In the end. Uh, it was very, like you could, you could see the writer's template, uh, behind the scenes. Like by page 18, reveal the true enemy, and by page 21, the enemy is defeated. Uh, 23, nice wrap up. It, it's very, uh. <clears throat> As you mentioned, of its time, and it's fine, uh, but also it doesn't look really great, and um, it is so wordy by today's standards, especially. Uh, it was a slog to get through for me. It, yeah, um, I, I basically right, I read it twice. I read it with the words and then read it without the words. It does play much better without all of the dialogue. Um, it isn't like the best artistically, but it works what it is. It's just you're right. Like I don't know what it is about Lobdell. Or if Claremont actually like forced him at gunpoint to write a hundred uh-huh, words, uh-huh. but it felt like Love was like, well, to be fair, Excalibur's been very wordy. Let's just write and see what happens. <laughs> it definitely felt like um, getting paid by the word. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Oh, well. All right. Want to move on to Exiles? Yeah, why not? All right, Exiles thirty-seven. Uh, we have uh, writer Judd Winnick, penciler Clayton Henry, cover Mizuki Sakakibara, uh, inker Mark Morales, colors Transparency Digital, and letters by Dave Sharp. And on the cover, we have Sunfire uh, with sort of a, a Japanese 
uh, cherry blossom motif behind her. Uh, it's kind of an empty, empty background, kind of a boring cover. What did you think? I think it's it's nice, but not in like a pinup or anything way. It's just sort of like a like the picture that'd be next to a bio on Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah. Sort of thing. I mean, it's, it's not terrible, but it's 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 very much like here's just the character on the cover. Also, I didn't realize how like minimalist her costume actually was. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh-huh. Now I'm like, oh shit, it's just that, isn't it? It is. Just that. Well, if you remember last time, Calvin revealed that uh, he wasn't on the brood planet for like a couple of days. He was on there for a couple of years or weeks or months, uh, and he has been uh, impregnated by the brood. And uh, the brood is coming to life and taking over, so he's just going to attack people. And it's a whole issue of him just attacking people and taking their powers, because now that he's part brood, he can absorb more than just five people's powers. So he... He punches out uh, Reed Richards, he beats up uh, Mimic, he beats up the thing. He's like, oh, I'll get your power, I'll get your power, uh, I'll get Sasquatch's power, uh, I'm going to be so powerful. Um, and he, I mean, he basically defeats the uh, Fantastic Four and all of our exiles uh, throughout the episode. Uh, no one can really stand up to him. Everyone gets punched and sliced and thrown into buildings. Uh, eventually, Tony Stark and Reed Richards are like, oh, I got this magic gun that will, or potion that will, will turn him back. How are we going to do this? Um, Sunfire uh, tries to take him out. Uh, Calvin knocks down a whole building. She uses her powers to try and uh, disintegrate the debris as it's falling, but she's kind of crushed. Uh, everyone else goes to punch him uh, until he's really just becoming overpowered. And then TJ uh, jumps inside of him uses a potion to uh, kill the... Uh, no, jumps inside him to preoccupy him. Then the thing stabs him in the eye uh, with the vaccine. <laughs> I feel like this is what they had to do to the actress of uh, who's going to be in Black Panther 2. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, then Calvin is cured, but Mimic's like, you killed her, you killed her, you killed her, and you should have died, you killed her. And I'm like, really? She's dead? This feels like very... Uh, anticlimactic. I don't know about you, Dan. If this is really her death, it was like, really? That was so... You didn't really... We had like two issues where we focused on the character and she didn't do anything else and now she's just dead. It feels very strange if that's it. Uh, But then they're like, someone shows up in the fog. She's like, hey, uh, I'm unstuck again. It's me, Blink. I'm back. I'm unstuck. It was very strange to be like, hey, I'm unstuck again. Uh, And that's the end of the episode. Uh, End of the issue, rather. Um, <laughs> it's just a big fight issue. We've had a lot of these fight issues on Exiles recently, uh, which maybe is Winnick catering to the art team because, as we've mentioned a number of times, this is Saturday morning cartoon punchy action fun, and it it does that very well. Uh, I think we've actually been pretty high on the colors on this recently. Uh, they're bright and fun. I like it's it's not a bad issue. Um. It just felt like the end was very sudden of, oh, Sunfire's dead, and here's Blink. What did you think? I actually, um, up until Sunfire's death, uh, and I think it's quite a fun sort of, again, like you said, Saturday morning, is Clayton Henry's pencils really work. Um, yeah. That sort of vibrancy, and the color work is really fun, and even though it's slightly a bit more violent than it should be, it, it feels like it would really just pop on TV. Um, yeah. 
um, as a fun little thing. Obviously, I know we know. Well, me and you probably know what's coming, and the reason why Blink is there is sort of a bit more um, explained by the next writer than. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, I believe this might be. Is this the end of Winnick's fun now? I can't remember. Um, but yeah, Chuck Austin takes over next. Oh, it's not him that explains; it's someone else. <laughs> <laughs> he ruins stuff and i think the next writer tries to clean up the the mess um but yeah i just kind of like i can't help but feel like it's bury your gaze kind of like territory um mm-hmm. literally as well this time with a building um just just a lot of these characters have a lot of potential and there is like an an essence where any of them can die at any point and having them like murdered really like nonchalantly should work if we cared about all of them equally. Right. Um, the reason when they murdered, um, is it? Oh God, Thunderbird. No, well, obviously they murdered him, but that was that made more sense because he sacrificed himself for their right. mission. But when the and so did the first one actually, the the Rogan Magneto's child in the very oh, first. Oh right, 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 right. Um, they're the only two like. Are they like the two major exiles that have died? Because I cannot remember anyone else. Blink was just given a free pass. You're allowed right, to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like, obviously it's like we need some stakes. We need to like make people realize that, you know, people will die. Right. Um, but because we haven't had time with some, some fire, there's no like impact in the nope. death. Nope. And it's not as if she, she like burn it out of, Calvin and saved the day. She just, mm-hmm. it was trying to be heroic because she went and saved some people and was crushed by a building. But it just doesn't read well. And then immediately, Morph is a bit over the top with his like blaming Cal. Yeah. Because actually, it's, <clears throat> it's justifiable. His motive is justifiable because Cal lied to them and put them mm-hmm. on in. But he is so over the top in like four panels. Yes. Um, that it's just too. This feels like the fallout in the next issue. But also, he's like the only one who was friends with Sunfire. He's like the only <laughs> one that spent time with her, so it kind of makes sense. And then immediately to undercut everything, uh, this is like, oh, by the way, the thing that sells the book is back. Yes, exactly. Links back. Bye. <laughs> I just like, like she's like, hey, I got unstuck again. Whoopsie me. And part of me is like, if this is Winnick's last issue, did he kill the gay gay character to make sure they weren't like persecuted by because he knew Chuck Austin was taking over? It could be. It's probably a better better ending than what could have happened. Uh, but you know, when Chuck Austin takes over, uh, slight spoilers, but he starts off with a very different team of characters. Oh, because he is his. Does he do another um, what they called the other exiles? It's Weapon X. Because they're doing that thing again, aren't they? That she did with um, when Blink died. Oh wow! Jim Calafiori's on the next issue. Damn. Um. See, this is this issue actually finishes my my second volume Mm -hmm. of my Ultimate Collections, so I have to go pull out the the third one. But um, going forward, it's Austin. Because they're doing that thing again where a major character disappears and or a major turning point, and then they just do they focus on Weapon X for like a couple of issues. And I believe um, Tony Bedard or uh, takes over for a while. Um, but you have to get past this whole like really weird 
stuff going forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a very different tone. Let's say that. It does become, I think it becomes ultra-violent. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it's a bit over the top. Um, yep, we're, we're in store for a violent three-issue uh, Hyperion story. Yep, I, 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 I was dreading the time when Hyperion turned up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, if we were like, hey, we barely knew these people and now they're dead, get ready for <laughs> a lot of that. <laughs> and then, because it clears the board for um, the next writer, who tries to take it in a better direction. And I think they succeed to at least make it better, but we'll see. We'll see. Exactly, we will see. Um, <laughs> well, uh, that was Exiles. Uh, why don't we jump on over to Generation X, Dan? Yes, um, Generation X. I'm going to do the, the creators first because it's right at the back of the book. Um, so, uh, again, Scott Lovedell is um, writing uh, one of the issues we're reading. Uh, Chris uh, Bachelor is on art, and we've got Alve and Scott Hanna, which I because Gen X loves doing that weird, give them different titles bullshit. Um, so I think Alve and Scott Hanna are doing like lettering and inks. Um, then all of the colouring is doing is done by Starkins, Comicraft, and Van Catter. Yep. With uh, bon, Bob Mar- Bob Harris as just sat there being, you know, Bob Harris. Which right. No one misses him now. Anyway, um, moving on, we huh. have. The uh, special 25th anniversary edition issue with a uh, cover, um, with a, a, a backer cover that is not nice. Um, it really does feel like someone mutated Bacalo, uh, like we've got like a clone who's like 10% off drawing <laughs> this issue. Yeah, we've got the team engulfed in like skull and with like a skull plant monster. Um, I blame digital coloring for this issue and for everything that we're about to see <laughs> so it is a long issue and it actually feels long it felt oh long yeah to- so long not in a good way at all so it's split into different chapters and the chapters are like three or four pages long and essentially i'm just going to boil it down to so um black tom Casty has been behind the whole mondo plot for the whole duration of mondo's interludes um at some point, which I've never read, um, Black Tom Cassidy experimented himself, and now he's like some weird plant demon, monster. yeah, monster plant thing. Who, but he's also merged with Monda. It's very odd. But now I understand why he has plant powers. Right. Because uh, um, I generally thought that was a thing that happened in a Chuck Austin run, and they just I gave him. Yeah. But no. Well, I mean, it, who they, they mentioned where it happened? I think it was like a Deadpool miniseries or something. Yeah, something really random happened to him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, so we get a lot of like, like uh, obviously, um, Mondo uh, looking crazy and such forth. Um, but we get a lot of like Sean is being strangled because Mondo knows his weakness. Um, Emma arrives, uh, uh, gets taken out because they can't do any. She can't do anything to anyone. There's a weird interlude, um, like a someone taking a phone call um, in a bar yeah it was uh, like the one page that felt most like Bacalo <laughs> like yeah. able to just draw his stuff uh, uh, it really was um, Jubilee is running in the snow and um, 
manages to sort of escape Mondo. Uh, my favorite panel, because um, this image of Bastion holding Jubilee with the Mondo all around him was actually in nearly every comic. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, like advertisement page for all the other Xboxes. It was like this image was like in everything. So it just, uh-huh. I was like, oh, right. Yeah, so uh, Bastion blows away uh, Mondo uh, and um, takes Jubilee because Jubilee knows about the X-Men. Um, my favorite part of the whole book is um, Howard the Duck and his plucky little group of young younglings, aliens, and sexy women um, in a treehouse. <laughs> Just random, so random. I was like, I was reading this book and I thought, did I miss an issue? Did we miss some, something? Suddenly, I felt like like we skipped something, Dan. Oh no, it does feel like that. But but he does say that because um, obviously um, uh, Jonna and uh, oh yeah yeah. Uh, I was like, all oh, right, fair. What annoys me though is like they keep getting. I feel like they keep switching who Artie is and who um, yeah yeah sometimes um, color wise. But we have like some nice moments where Artie makes like a little um, saber tooth hologram to try and scare like Tom Cassidy, mm-hmm. and um, Howard the Duck manages to save the kids, and then Swamp Thing appears, which is even more random. Yeah, man thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, sorry, not Swamp Thing. The other. Other swamp thing. The other uh, thing. Yep. He um appears and apparently instinctually has to save Franklin Richards because it's on onslaught's already happened, so I have no idea why he has to save him. But he saves all the kids. And then uh penance and gateway uh exist, but gateway does what he usually does, which is just fuck off. Mm-hmm. Um and penance goes to save the day. And that's how, how it kind of ends, because um Oh, we meet. We somehow he can possess Emma's body to make it do things, but Emma makes Banshee scream at her to knock her out, so he doesn't beat her to death. And then Penance yeah. turns up and shows uh, Banshee that all the uh, captured kids were actually just hollow, hollow maggot sacks. Yeah. And something ha- wins. There's some really great panels of like, like where um. He looks like a pure demon with like yeah. octopus tentacles. It's not all like bad. <laughs> no, no. I think, as you mentioned, the coloring does does this book a, a disservice. If Bacala was coloring this himself, I think we'd appreciate the artwork uh, a lot more. Exactly, and it sort of ends with Banshee and Penance all like, "Oh, everything's done then," with Emma unconscious, and then the kids are somewhere in the middle of nowhere, um, in an egg that surfaces. Yeah. <laughs> that's <literally>. whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> and literally how it ends gosh um it's long it's all yeah it felt long just and essentially you boil it down to um crazy brother turns up again and tries to kill everyone but it's it's a hundred pages long yeah um i don't think the the dialogue worked in for mo- mostly it was kind of like really forced Mm-hmm. Uh, anger from his brother and Banshee just didn't sound right most nope. of the time. Uh, I enjoyed the hard up thing because it's so out of out of left field and so out there. It is setting fire to a treehouse, saving some kids with man thing turns up. I was like, this is random. Like, yes. Yep. Like psychedelic. Like someone was definitely taking like too much drugs while they're writing this moment in time. But um. I was more disappointed that I couldn't fully appreciate Bacala's art because I hate the colour work in this book. Mm. And it doesn't help that 
Marvel doesn't have this on Marvel Unlimited. I've, I mean, it's been so long now, I start to worry that they don't have actual issues. Um, I heard a story once, uh, I forget from who, but pe- people used to be able to visit the, uh, the Marvel offices, right? If you brought kids, what they would do, they would take, like, original pages of comics and cut out little strips and give them out to kids as, like, a gift. And, uh, you know, stuff got lost. So I'm worrying if, if, like, there's a huge chunk of Generation X that just doesn't exist anymore except for these weird scans that we were forced to read off of. Yes. Whoever scanned them, I appreciate that. No, totally appreciate you guys. But it's also, like, some... Like, one page will look, like, clean, and the next page will look, like, hazy, like it was scanned improperly. It, uh, it's it's not the easiest thing to read. And because of the quality of the scan, it highlights how bad digital coloring was at the time. Oh, yeah. When it's when the inks are natural and the colors have been done like they used to, like, printed, it, like, when it, even when it's scanned, it looks so much more mm-hmm. live as a piece of art. Digital artwork is just flat and dead in the nineties. It is there's no tone. There's like no tone to anything. It's just one right. block of color. It's like they're using yep. MS Paint and fill all. Yeah. <laughs> it, yes. It is quite obsessing to um to read sometimes. Yeah. Yes. That's it. That's the complaint. And Marvel Limit anyway just disappointed me. Um I'm trying to read all of the nineties Spider Man and there's there's I've hit like massive barriers of like there's five issues gone six issues gone now there's 20 issues gone right uh, and so i think and i'm like i will finish this entire run i just won't finish it properly um <laughs> no no yeah you can't it's just uh because they've i mean marvel Limited has been out for like seven eight years now um and uh you know at, at the beginning like there were holes and stuff like right, we're op- uploading stuff every day but either like the stuff we're reading is real low priority, or they just don't have that anymore. Yeah, because the Spider-Man I'm, I'm reading, they they obviously had um, all of McFarlane's, uh, right? And then they immediately had all of um, Larson's, um, and then they have a bits and bobs, and then I feel really sorry for the. So I had to read a couple of issues, three out of the fourteen issues of Maximum Carnage, which is actually fun to do if you want to read a massive story. <laughs> Um, just read them parts that you yeah um, and then there was a, a new creative team taken over and they got part one mm-hmm. and second part's not there <laughs> and then it's missing two more issues and then there's another thing and I was like oh because we I, I'm I'm reading I was just reading a, a nice three-part story with um, Jay Lee art, uh-huh. art which was interesting to read and now I've hit the um, Ben Ben Riley's Scarlet Spider um, right. and they have all of that into like eight issue 80 so at least i've got a massive run there but yeah um ironically this is turned into a marvel unlimited has holes and needs to do a better job getting their shit together it really does which kind of says a lot about the uh, the issue we we're actually talking about so um mm. well oh. that was gen x i mean it's not the greatest issue <laughs> and at this point i'm like all right well so when when is lobdell jumping off the book and, and bagalo it feels like it's coming soon yeah, I feel like it. I feel like um, Operation Zero Tolerance is like sort of he feels like should going forward because I'm pretty sure the big reveal about Monet happens in Operation Zero Tolerance. Mm-hmm. So we'll be going forward with that, I suppose. All right. 
Well, let's uh, let's jump over to our final book, uh, X Factor 83, uh, written by Peter David, pencils by Mark Pacella, uh, inks by Al Milgram, colors by Glennis Oliver, letters Richard Starkings. Uh, and on the cover, we have Strong Guy and Havoc going after, uh, and uh, of course, this is where my brain leaves me again, um, uh, Cameron not- Hodge, Cameron Hodge. Um, and uh, I I really don't like the, the art on this page, on this cover, and I really don't like the art in this book, Dan. Uh, it's really wonky and ugly and uh, uneven, and uh, boy, I, I don't enjoy it. What did you think of this cover? Um, when everyone looks like a villain, I think you've done something wrong. So, <laughs> so it's really like the faces are just angry and like yes. um, it's. It doesn't even remind me of the 90s. It just is ugly. It's like, I was trying to think, but like, is that something that I've seen a lot in the 90s? But I just like, I can't. It just looks angry and ugly for no reason. Yeah, it just does look angry and ugly. Exactly. Um, I didn't make, uh, uh, I didn't empty space my brain to learn all of these characters' names because this issue just really upset me and feels very, Whatever. So uh, we start off, and there's a monster that's being sort of projected by a guy who's on the expatriates. And uh, I think they are all from um, the island of Genosha, right? Uh, more people show up. It doesn't really matter if some other Genosha people show up and they're like, I'm angry at stuff and we're doing stuff. I don't know. I didn't I didn't pay attention. Um, Wolf Spain is on a ship with like... Uh, People are trying to escape Genosha when Soren attacks, but it's not really Soren. It's just like a paper mache, um, and people okay. get upset. Um, Havoc is angry. Everyone's just angry, and Val's like, hey, uh, we can't take care of these people. And Havoc's like, we have to. They're one of us. And so finally, she agrees to let uh, uh, X-Factor uh, take care of these people while they're in New York, wherever they're in. Uh, as long as they they keep uh, keep it out of the news, um, Cameron Hodge isn't really Cameron Hodge attacks because it's it's just a projectile mental projectile. He's defeated. Uh, then they all split up, uh, taking care of a different member of the expatriates. There's an interstitial uh, where uh, Peter David has. Uh... <laughs> Remember, Dan. Uh, we did the uh, Executioner song crossover with uh, Jason and um, Grant, and yep. we had those interstitials of like weird villains just doing stuff then dying. This is where those start off, because uh, there's a, an evil scientist called the Number One Fan who replaces his his hands with like propellers from an airplane, and he accidentally kills himself when he goes to slap himself in the forehead and forgets that he doesn't have a hand anymore. He has a blade. Um, <laughs> Is, is, did, did did Peter David just be like, hey, I kind of want to write it just like a joke book uh, for this issue? I don't really... Oh, man, it throws me off so much. Anyway, um, we have little interstitials with the different characters, and no one's really having a good time. Multiple Man is supposed to be watching somebody, and bad things happen, and Quicksilver is supposed to be watching this dude in a bar... Uh, and they steal this guy's money and like make him stuck with the bill. So obviously Quicksilver is a good guy. Uh, Wolf Spain and Multiple Man are supposed to be watching someone, and he escapes. Um, 
Havoc and Polaris take another person to the Statue of Liberty just because uh, there's no real dialogue. Uh, strong guy takes uh, obviously the, the the beautiful woman of the group out dancing because he's a horn dog, and they destroy the dance floor. Um, and at the end, uh, the guy who escaped from Wolfsbane and Multiple Man is in in um, Central Park, and he gets beat up for being a for being a mutant uh, until Wolfsbane and Multiple Man show up and like, oh no, oh, he's dead. Uh, he was killed in the park, beaten by a bat, uh, beaten by a guy with a bat. Uh, the end. Um, then I sped right through this book because I hated it. I absolutely did not enjoy this. I think the artwork is atrocious. Everyone's always angry. It's a completely empty backgrounds and, and all of this stuff. Um, it's Sometimes I feel like they're trying to ape uh, Stromer's artwork, but like they really shouldn't just like do your own thing. Um, I don't I know. Like what... he... Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. I, said, I feel like the, art, the artwork comes from um, <clears throat> that sort of period of time of um, image and mm-hmm. like all the, the, the young blood and yeah. ultra force and all that stuff. <laughs> so it just, not, I don't, to be honest, I was lost. I generally felt that I had missed about four issues. Oh, yeah, you know, it's it's very sudden. And um, it's, it's, it's leading up to the Executioner's song. So obviously it's about Genosha. And. Dan, we're not covering those issues again. Like, we covered it on our show or someone else's show. Uh, I'm going to tell all our fans, you need to check out the Snickcast. I don't know what episode, uh, to get those other episodes, uh, oh, those other issues, because we're not going over Executioner's Song another time. We're not doing that. Chip, I am not touching. <laughs> There's, like, yeah. three issues. I went, because I this is, um, I don't actually have the second epic collection of X-Factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, this this so I decided that I'd go look at Marvel Unlimited, and they do have like up until like ninety, I think. Right. Um, I was like, I saw the execution song is like three issues long, so I was like, yeah, okay, we'll jump straight into the one after <laughs> execution song. Yeah. So uh, that was eighty three. We're gonna skip eighty four, eighty five, and eighty six because they've already been covered. And uh, next time we're gonna talk about X Factor eighty seven, just in case anyone's uh, paying attention. <laughs> oh god this issue is terrible um yeah. it's just bad by any standard um yes so, so yes that was the books then um, those are that was uh i mean we didn't have it's like we had a holiday break we come back to some pretty rough books damn yeah I feel like we've been punished um <laughs> having a break Another break. Um, Got punished uh, for using our brains. I feel like Jordan D. White retroactively went back in time to make sure we had some awful issues to cover uh, as punishment <laughs> for speaking out against him. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, I'm going to have to say that out of, out of the four of them, I think it, I think Excalibur comes out on top for me. Um, if I was going to like put any in, in a carry. Surprising. Uh, I would I would put uh, Exiles on top just because I feel like the uh, artwork is the best that we had of the day. And uh, even if this like the ending was kind of sudden, it was still sort of a fun issue. Yeah, you probably yeah. I think I, I think those two for me it's I don't know I've I've got like a toy like a, a toy sort of nostalgia to the Excalibur book at the moment. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's oh. uh, those those would be the better two i would say if if exiles is one then for me if exiles is one then excalibur is number two 
Yeah, I, I, I just wish the uh, the other two are, are very far. One's just too many words and just too long, and the other one's a mess. Yeah. Like, it just it just shits the bed, um, essentially. Yes, I really wish Stromer was back on X, X Factor. He was only on it for like six issues or something. It's so short. <laughs> well, this one's like a decent, coherent storyline that isn't connected to anything crazy anymore. Yeah, and, and then like, they're like, well... Get ready, because we're gonna have a giant tie-in issues with this other event, and which Peter David is gonna sort of sarcastically go along with. I feel like the X Factor are only a government-sanctioned team when they're in a crossover. Like they do right. nothing for the government outside outside <laughs> crossover. Like they don't do any like actual missioning, um, unless uh, Stroman Stroman's on the book, and <laughs> they don't do anything. Right. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, right, yeah, moving <laughs> forward, it'll be okay. <laughs> right. Damn well, um, Dan, uh, th- this was a lot of fun. Uh, we did just record uh, yesterday uh, with Jason on the new X books, uh, which I think we enjoyed a whole lot more than the four books that we covered today. <laughs> yes, very much so. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, where, where can people find us? Um, you can find us on Twitter at Excaliburs1. You can find us on Podbean at podbean.com forward slash Excaliburs. You can find us on Stitcher, um, Spotify, iTunes, if you just type in our name, Excaliburs. And I, basically, if you type in Google Excaliburs, you'll get Podbean, Stitcher, um, iTunes, and all that jazz anyway. So right. you can find all of our stuff. Yes. Yep. Awesome. Well, Dan, uh, this is fun, even if the books weren't fun. <laughs> uh, but always, always good to chat with you. And uh, hopefully, we'll be out. Uh, we'll have another episode out uh, in about, excuse me, in about a, a month's time. And uh, hopefully, we've got better books. Even though I did, I did peek ahead, and maybe they're not going to be better books. But uh, we'll be back anyway to talk about them. Well, um, if I remember correctly, Jubilee wears a ridiculous headdress. Yes. Um, <laughs> the next couple of issues so yes. there's always that <laughs> um <laughs> oh i can't believe we've, we've reached operation zero tolerance already mm-hmm. um, anyway we can talk about that crossover when we get to it um all right then it's been right. it's been beautiful if even if the books were horrible right all righty well uh we'll, we'll see you all next time bye-bye bye bye